0: and two or more of us all of us are praying in your name in the name of your son our savior jesus christ amen name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen so as ann and i were talking um said you know what well ann why don't i let you say what did you say well, I just know from dealing
1: with teenagers that sometimes they feel like they write out prayer intentions on a retreat or our Steubenville Atlanta conference, we have them, we get thousands and thousands of, of their intentions written in our chapel. And the teenagers always ask, you know, are those going into a black hole? Like, what, what happens to those intentions? And um, so I just felt like I, I really wanted to connect with the listeners and, and let them know that we actually are praying for those i um I took all of those prayers and and the names beautiful names of um you know people that are uh in need of prayer, and I carried those around with me physically all day uh yesterday, mm. and I um, really prayed without ceasing for those prayers um our teenagers we take their prayers and we put them in the chapel at at the Life team chapel, and those are prayed over for a whole year mm. and I just wanted our listeners to know that once I pray for someone. Um, I might not remember their names or their exact intention, but every once in a while those will pop back up over time. And um, I just give those back to the Lord. And so I just, uh, you know, you and I talked, you know, how can we uh, make sure our listeners know that
0: um, their prayer intentions become ours? That's beautiful. Thank you. You know, and Anne reminded me, she said, but Mari, isn't that why this radio station, this radio show was developed, right? So Shelter and Peace began way back on April the 8th, and it was specifically to pray for the prayer intentions of our listeners. It was just a few weeks into the worldwide pandemic, people were feeling very anxious. They were sheltering in place. And we said, you know what? We want a place where they can shelter in peace, where they are reminded that our God is a God of peace. And he answers prayers. And so for the first three radio shows. It was Janice Givens and me, and we were praying for every one of those prayer requests. We had pages and pages and pages of prayer requests, and that's exactly how this radio show began way back then. I think this is now our 28th show, so God has seen fit that we should continue on. And um, But we wanted to revisit the reason that we began, and that reason is because we want to always honor God and go to Him and ask for ask for His help and His assistance in all of the needs and just recognizing the power of prayer. And so this show has turned into both an opportunity to pray for others as well as an opportunity to offer hope and encouragement to all of our listeners and also offer a way for us to be reminded of how we can grow in our faith. And so today as Ann and I pray for your prayer requests, um, We took those prayer requests and we read through them and, um, and put them into kind of themes that we saw, which was kind of what we did the last time in April when we first started. And, um, what we also want to talk about is what are some of the various ways we can pray because it's so beautiful to recognize that we do have a lot of different ways we can pray um some of us are very used to some of the structured prayers that we have through our beautiful faith we've got the our father we've got the hail mary we've got the rosary and all of those are very powerful obviously we also have some other ways we pray so so we're going to we're going to um pray but we may stop and tell some stories or we may stop and talk about different ways to actually um, pray through intentions, and maybe hopefully this might encourage um, some of you out there, our listeners, to change up your prayer life, or if your prayer life has felt a little bit stilted or, or stale, maybe here's some additional things that you can do to um, to just have a renewed prayer life. So, um, so Anne, okay. I know that you are going to kind of Um, kick us off uh, with some of the first, with a a first prayer request um, that around our church. And and also, you want to share some of your thoughts around that? Right. So
1: um, there were many prayer requests um, in relation to this time of coming back to church. You know, we've had this this time of isolation and, um, you know, we have been separated from the sacraments. And uh, so, so many people are concerned, you know, as we, as we, as we come back to church, um, there, there are some people that still aren't able to gather with us. Um, There are some, some people for many different reasons that they, uh, they need some, a, a call. To come back to, to the sacraments and to the church, um, a lot of prayer requests for conversion and um, and people in our RCIA programs and you know young children and, and young adults uh, coming to the sacraments of baptism and, and communion, confirmation, all of those things because all of that looks very different now. Um, so we had a lot of requests around around that area, and um, my go to when when I have you know prayer. And needs I go to the scripture first and um, and really just dig into that and, and use that as a basis for prayer so um, I've just been really identifying with the Babylonians you know mm-hmm. they've been out there and they were out there in exile and uh, and then they they come back it's like us coming back to the sacraments to mm-hmm. the church you know I can almost see the scroll unrolling and um, the scripture being proclaimed, and you know the people just Weeping or jumping for joy to, to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was drawn to, to Jeremiah 29, uh, verse 11. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. So, Lord, we come before you and we trust, we completely trust that when we seek you, we will find you. We trust you for all of um, our family members that, that we feel brokenhearted for, that are separated from the church, and we trust that you will call them back to the sacraments as you called them back. As we come before you to receive Eucharist, Lord, we, we give that up for the people who are still separated from us, Lord. We know that you are beyond time and space, mm-hmm. that you can reach into hearts that you can, uh, you can take stony hearts and make them flesh hearts and that you can be present spiritually as well as physically. And we trust in that. We trust in that promise. We renew our covenant with you, Lord, each and every day. And we thank you for the gift of the church, the gift of the sacraments, the gift of our holy, holy priests. And we ask that you continue to build it up and to use us in your kingdom. For your glory, we make these prayers in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy
0: Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Anne. That was so beautiful. If you are just now tuning in, you are listening to Shelter and Peace. And our program today, we're talking about prayer again, but we're talking specifically about um, different ways to pray for the various prayer requests that we received here at the radio station last week during our Spirit Pledge Drive. And, um, so, um, and thank you. And I do love, it's, it's interesting. If you do think about different ways to pray back to God, he gave us his word. And so his word is powerful and it tells us, you know, that the world, the word is a living word, um, that it is sharper than a two-edged sword, that, um, that God's word does not come back void. It does not return void. All of that is scripture. He tells us all of those things about his word. And so if you have a scripture, pray that scripture back to God. I mean, God, loves it we, and we are repeating his word back. And that Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my favorite, favorite verses. And I think it's so hopeful and it's so full of um, just a beautiful hope. But, and as you said, it paints a picture. You know, we, we look at that and we say, oh, that's the Israelites who were held captive in Babylon and who were just returning from the Babylonian ex, um, exile. But sometimes that's yeah, that's us right now, right? We're the ones, we're the ones right now. Um, one of the other ways to pray too, is to pray, and especially as Catholics, we've got this beautiful tradition of recognizing that we can ask for the intercession of saints. And we talk about that in Mass. We talk about asking for the intercession of saints. And um, so people say, well, what is that? And especially, we know that a number of our listeners are not Catholic, so they may or may not know this. Um, and so we, we do recognize that you know, the saints, we believe in the communion of saints, we believe in eternal life, which means that those who have gone before us, um, are still living and they are actually at the foot of the throne and they are interceding, they are praying, they are praising God every day. And so we can ask for them for their intercession. Um, and so who is your favorite? Do you have a favorite saint? You know, we've talked about the saints a little bit, um, in the past, Um, and so the other part of that is if there's a certain need that you have, for example, can you use, uh, can, is there a saint who is, um, who, who supports that, you know, who has that as a, maybe their passion or something like that. I know that little kids, like if their, their pet is sick, they might pray and ask St. Francis to intercede. St. Francis, you, you know, we know that you love animals. Would you please um, pray for my dog and help, you know, my dog, you know, ask Jesus if he'll help my dog get better, whatever it might be. You know, we can start at a young age just recognizing that we have saints who can do that. And so, those who would like to know, um, actually, in the Catechism of the Catholic Faith, um, it, it's um, Catechism, it's paragraph 2683. It explains it this way. And I think it's so beautiful in the way that it, it explains it. It says, The witnesses who have preceded us into the kingdom, you know, so those who have gone before, you know, who preceded us into the kingdom of God, especially those whom the church recognizes as saints, share in the living tradition of prayer by the example of their lives, the transmission of their writings and their prayer today. So they did it when they were alive, but they're still praying today. They contemplate God, they praise Him, and they constantly care for those whom they have left on earth. When they entered into the joy of their master, they were put in charge of many things. Their intercession is their most exalted service to God's plan. We can and should ask them to intercede for us and for the whole world. And I just thought that was so beautifully written in the catechism. Yeah, it really helps us. It gives me um, comfort knowing that. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense, and that's what they're. They are still in service to God's plan, just like we're in service to God's plan here on Earth. They continue to be in service to God's plan, and so um, we have actually a, a young man who is on the path to be at, uh, to becoming a saint right now, who has actually uh, received beatification last Saturday, Um, and his name is Carlo Acutis, and he um, was a young man. He passed away from leukemia, but he had just a beautiful heart, a beautiful heart for, um, especially for the Eucharist. He went to he went to mass every day and he loved computers. He was a typical teenage boy. I think he was 15. Is that right when he passed? Yeah. 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a beautiful heart, especially for the Eucharist. And he um, used his computer skills as well as his love for the Eucharist. And he put together um, an amazing um a kind of a catalog, a, a, an electronic catalog of all the Eucharistic miracles. And a lot yeah, of other people, yeah, have used that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and he also, the other thing he did is he really stood up for those who were um, being bullied, for those who were lonely, for those who were in need. He had a real heart for children around him. And um, so he stood up for them as well. And so one of the other themes of prayer requests that we heard um as as we read through the red book is just praying for our teens praying for our students our young adults praying for all of those who um are the folks in school or the folks who are having to be in school from home you know this still is a very challenging and difficult time and a lot of people are struggling and suffering because they're not able to um they're not able to actually be in school face to face right now. And they're not able to be with their peers and they're alone. They may be lonely. The teachers are separated in some cases from their students, or if they're there, they're behind a mask and it just really feels like a very different experience right now. And so there is loneliness. There is sorrow. There is um, sadness around that and they're dealing with a lot. And so um, one of the ways that we can pray is we can actually ask um, those in heaven as we just said to pray so um we want to so there's a prayer um that that Ann found um uh, for for Carlo Acutis that we can pray and so I'll pray that and and what and weave it into our prayer for our schools our teens our our young young people um so heavenly father we just we do praise you and we thank you for the For the intercession of Carlo Acutis, we thank you for his life and for the encouragement that he gives to young people um, who can be in love with you and also who can enjoy some things in this world. And Lord, we just pray that for our young people right now, for those who are feeling far away from you, who are feeling lonely, who are feeling isolated because they are either having to um, be at school behind a computer or maybe in a small space or maybe they um are at school but they are behind a mask and not able to really interact lord so um you've made us for communion you've made us for community lord so we just pray for our students um of all ages and we also pray for the teachers and those who are ministering to them and we just ask you to to be with all of them and um so also lord this prayer um and we we ask you to uh, hear this prayer. So you've given us the ardent testimony of the young servant of God, Carlo Acutis, who made the Eucharist the core of his life and strength of his daily commitments, so that everybody may love you above all else. Let him soon be counted among the blessed and saints in your church, and confirm our faith, nurture our hope, and strengthen our charity in the image of young carlo who growing in these virtues now lives with you and i trust in you father and in your beloved son jesus in the virgin mary our dearest mother and in the intervention of your servant carlo acutis and as carlo acutis said his his um his desire was to be always close to jesus that that was his life plan um that the sacrament of eucharist would be his highway to heaven and as Carlo Acutis prayed this for himself, Lord, we ask it to him to pray these things also for our young people who need you, Lord, that they would be close to Jesus, um, that they would see that the sacrament of the Eucharist would just be a beautiful opportunity for them to grow closer to you and to be their highway to heaven someday as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, so those just are just so a couple of ways. Go ahead. Yeah, Anne, go ahead. It's so exciting.
1: It's just exciting to have um, a young person of this time that, um, that young people can identi- identify with. You know, it's a gift of our church to, mm-hmm. to
0: have those examples being brought forward repeatedly for us. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. So you had also mentioned, Anne, that there were, there's also just the need for physical and spiritual healing as well, that a lot of those requests were around that.
1: I think when we ask for prayer requests, that's the first thing that comes to mind. You know, there's so much suffering around us in need of healing, and many of the requests were for for physical healing, um, and mental healing, healing from addiction, um, and and those are those are real things that definitely have risen um in people's minds and hearts now too. There's just more of a focus on that, especially that mental health, um, issue, and uh, I I just I think that. You know, I know in my own life when my husband was ill and when he was first diagnosed with cancer, um, our prayers were for that physical healing. Mm-hmm. You know, please God, we need a miracle. You know, completely take this cancer from his body, and that is the place to start. You know, we do need to come before the Lord and just beg Him. You know, those are the Jesus stories. You know, the healings that He mm-hmm. did, and He wants that for us. Mm-hmm. But He wants He wants more. And I, and as that prayer became evident, it wasn't going to be answered in, in my will, and, but it, in God's will, the prayer was changed to more of how can, how can we pray that Tom knows that he's a beloved son mm-hmm. of the Father mm-hmm. and his true worth? And so I think that's a place where we can pray for spiritual and physical healing now, too. And I love to turn to Psalm uh, 139. Mm-hmm. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall overcome me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. You formed my innermost parts and knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearly and wonderfully made. So, Lord, we do bring before you everyone in our lives that we know and love that is in need of physical healing, mental healing. And, Lord, I just ask that you whisper into their their minds and their hearts and their soul this day that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and
0: that they are perfect in your sight and loved by you. Amen. 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 Thank you. That was beautiful. And once again, if you are tuning in, you are listening to AM 1160, The Quest Shelter in Peace. This is one of our local radio shows. And today we are praying for the various prayer requests that we received last week. And we're also talking about the ways that you can pray. And as we were just talking, you can pray by praying scripture. You can pray by asking for intercession of saints and praying praying their prayers. Um, and you can also pray by using, one of the ways I love to pray is also using the beautiful names of God. And um, one of the beautiful names of God, or one of the ways that we, when we talk about the beautiful names of God, is um, we, we just think about what is it that we want God to do? You know, there's so much about God that's so critical to, uh, for our hearts to remember about him right he is wise he is holy he is good he is strong he is faithful and so you're if you're in a place right now where you feel like oh my gosh i have nobody who's faithful in my life remember god is faithful and pray to him as god you are faithful you are so faithful and and dwell on that and think about that and even maybe think about those times in scripture that you heard that as well so Anne just prayed for healing And before we go to break, we're going to be breaking in just a couple of minutes here. And before we go to break, um, I also want to go ahead and pray a brief prayer for healing um, as well for our country, Um, healing for our country, peace and unity. And I'm going to do that by praying some of the names of God that we know. So, Heavenly Father, we praise you because you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God who heals. That is your name in Hebrew, Jehovah Rapha. You heal. And so, Lord, we ask for healing for our nation right now. We ask that you would... um, help us to turn to you help us to know and to trust you you alone are the one who provides the remedy for our brokenness through your son jesus and so we ask for your healing we also you are jehovah shalom you are the god of peace and so we ask for peace right now we know that your peace surpasses all understanding and sustains us through difficult times and so lord We ask for your peace, and your peace is a product of fully being what we were created to be. And so we pray for people to stand up and to be who you've created them to be, to be peacemakers, to love others during this time, Lord. And, Lord, we also pray for you as Jehovah Nissi. You are the God who is our standard bearer. You are the one who goes before us. And we ask you to be, go before us right now and to bring our country into a place of healing and peace and unity. And we ask this in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Amen. listeners, we are going to head to break. When we come back from break, we are going to have Father Martin Connor on with us for a few minutes to talk about special kinds of prayers when we pray intentionally as well. So please stay tuned. We will be back in just a few minutes. I'm Lou Jankowski from St. Peter Chanel Catholic Church in Roswell, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck.
2: Tell us about St. Casimir of Poland. He was the third of thirteen children born to King Casimir IV and Elizabeth of Austria. His devotion to God was prevalent at a tender young age, as he displayed great holiness in all that he did, even as a child. His father once ordered him to lead an army against Hungary and, although he opposed it, out of obedience he went. But when soldiers started deserting along the way,
0: he too turned back.
2: Furious with him, Casimir's father banished him to the castle of Zoki. While there, King Kashmir IV tried to arrange a few different marriages for Kashmir, but Kashmir refused each one, which is why he is honored as a patron saint of bachelors. St. Kashmir died of lung disease at the age of 23. His feast day is celebrated on March 4th. He is also invoked as a patron saint of both Poland and Lithuania. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com.
1: AM 1160 The Quest is listening to you, too. One listener shared. I don't know what I would do without The Quest. Every day I get an update on the Catholic Church and hear inspiring stories.
0: I thought I knew a lot about my faith, but I'm learning something new every time I tune in. I feel connected to a larger Catholic community.
1: If you're enjoying the station, please consider supporting us with a donation. Go online to thequestatlanta.com. You can take AM 1160 The Quest with you no matter the location. Listen live any time of day. Discover community resources and submit prayer requests at thequestatlena.com.
0: Welcome back to your listeners. You are listening to Shelter in Peace on AM eleven sixty, your Atlanta Catholic radio station, and I'm Mari Cleveland. And we have on during for the next few minutes with us. We have on one of our um, our wonderful Atlanta priests. We've got Father Martin Connor on with us this um, this morning. So, Father Father Martin, can you hear me? Good morning. Good morning. Hold on. Okay, hold on one second. We're getting Father Martin on and, onto the board. Okay, I think we got you on now, Father. Try that again.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Perfect.
0: (laughs) Thank you. We love technology, don't we? (laughs) We
2: We do. We do. We do.
0: We do. So, so Father Martin, as you as you may have heard, Ann and I have been talking for the last half hour about um, prayer and, and praying for our listeners' prayer requests. And we've been praying um, using a number of different methods of praying. We've been praying by using Scripture, praying God's Scripture back to Him. We've been praying, um, talking about the intercession of saints and and choosing a saint that uh, we just talked about, Carlo Acutis, and um who's in line to become a saint, who just received beatification last Saturday, and um, who uh, we prayed for our young people through his intercession. And then we just also prayed using the names of God and just just who God is. And we know that you have, that prayer is very obviously close to your heart as a priest and that you specifically have um, a real important um, prayer uh, mission, and that is praying for vocations. So would you like to just share with our listeners some thoughts around just prayer and praying for prayer requests, and then, of course, praying for vacations?
2: Sure. Um, maybe just to take up what you've just mentioned there that, that you uh, spoke previously about, um, the richness of our Catholic traditions, um, mm-hmm. particularly the, the human realities of, of our brothers and sisters in heaven that intercede for us uh, through the... To the saints, uh, I'm just thinking about today. It's interesting that we're even talking about it. Um, one of the biggest things that we struggle with in our day-to-day life is um, discouragement. Mm. Like the discouragement is the is the most difficult obstacle um, that can really um, hijack our prayer and our motivation and our energy and our joy. And um, one of the things that that the church really offers us—that uh, you, you've already referenced—but I would just like to talk about it today because I was meditating on myself. St. Callistus' feast mm. day today, mm-hmm. who was uh, one of the early popes of the church. Tremendous story of encouragement and consolation for us who get can get beat down and weighed down by our own weaknesses, our own inadequacies, the circumstances around us. So Callistus was a former slave and uh, met Christ through um, a Christian who happened to be in the household of Caesar mm. in Rome. Mm. And uh, I, I, so think about that. First of all, he was a slave, right? Um, and, and in Roman times, not not a very fun place to be. Mm-hmm. And then um, through a, a set of other circumstances, um, I won't go into all the details, found himself um, unjustly accused and sent to the Roman mind, like the 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 physical labor minds wow uh, and so you've got a slave and then he's he's all, he, if you can if it's possible he drops down a couple more slots <laughs> oh my right oh
0: uh-huh. in,
2: in misery and of pain and and yet uh, he didn't lose hope and mm. he he uh, by a reprieve from Caesar years later I don't know all the timeline he he came out of it and um, be, became a priest and became a pope. Mm-hmm. Um, of the early church, tremendous, and then was martyred for Christ. I mean, it's a, it's a story, but it's it's just such a beautiful consolation when you bring the lives of the saints, which I'm sure you you talked about, um, and you read their stories, and then you can say yourself. Okay, may, maybe my life, maybe my my situation isn't as bad, and God did tremendous things with other men and women, and he, as He did with Saint Calistos, and He can do the same for me. So, mm-hmm. I think praying with the saints, as you probably certainly referenced is a tremendous consolation for us um, because oftentimes prayer is not easy. And, and I think the motivation of uh, other people's holy lives certainly give us hope, give us faith, hope, and love. So that, that, that definitely has in, resonated with me, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very happy that you, you spoke about it. As regards to my own concrete work, I'm the National Vocation Director for the Legionaries, and I've been very just very recently assigned to this, but been trying to be very active um, uh locally here I, I met with the archdiocese uh father tree recently and we were just talking about the need to engage our lay people mm-hmm. in first and foremost praying for priests praying mm-hmm. for vocations mm-hmm. now we got this coming up in in, in uh thanks uh the, sorry the month of november um the vocation week and the vocation awareness um and it's it's just so critical I was, and it's really not as common on the list of prayer intentions, as you might imagine, for many Catholics, many Christians. I mean, I'll give you one example. I was out recently with a group of men who've been involved with us uh, through Regnum Christi. They have a, a weekly gathering. I asked them, these are 13 guys, pretty committed to the faith, hey, when was the last time that you intentionally prayed for vocations to the Church? Mm. And and these men couldn't tell me when they intended. You know, they were trying to be honest. There's the priest. I got to be honest. So um they they said that that they they hadn't they couldn't remember and then i asked them when was the last time you actually asked a young man or a woman hey have you ever considered um giving your life to christ and offering your life to the service of the church and and people and and they hadn't done that either so i just think prayer, when you pray for the intentions of your priest, the intentions uh, of your consecrated that serve in your local community or or in the church anywhere, your deacons, you know, the the vocation to to marriage, like, Lord, really lead our young people, guide our young people. When you're praying for that, then generally it kind of finds its way in your behavior, Mm -hmm. right? It's like art. And I think if we can get back to um, like I'm trying to do in Atlanta here, um, kind of launching or forming groups of lay people to pray for vocations, but also to be engaged in the promotion and support of the domestic church, the family here in our work uh, locally in Atlanta through our parishes or whatever. Uh, I think if you can combine the two, but first begin with prayer, you know, Lord of the harvest, you pray to the Lord of the harvest then our Lord is going to send what we need to, 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 to carry on the next chapter, so to speak, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's beautiful, Father. You know, it's interesting, vocation, my my corporate background has been in human resources and in training and things like that. And so for me, I'm all about purpose and all about we all have a purpose, we all have gifts, we all have mm-hmm. things that, you know, God has given us to share. And so what is the vocation you've been chosen to? To step into. And when somebody said, they said to me, they said, you know, instead of asking your kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? What if you ask your child, what do you think God wants you to be when you grow up, you know, planting mm-hmm. that thought into their heart at a young age. So they can start saying, what are the gifts God has given me? What is the passion God has given me? What is the, what are the interests that God has given me? And, right. you know, and praying intentional for all of all vocations. Um, like you said, for all vocations, whether you are a parent and you're in the domestic church, that's where we're supposed to start. Um, but also especially as catholics recognizing oh my gosh we need priests we do need priests because without without you all we don't have our sacraments we don't have um yeah it's it, it's it's un unexplicable uh, to talk about oh my gosh what would that look like if we did not have priests and so praying intentionally you know i know at our church i don't know if other churches do this or not but at our church we have we do pray and we used to take the chalice home you could take the chalice home and have it in your home and pray for priests and i remember taking it home to our home and you would have it for a week and um you would pray you would have it someplace in your house where you could see it and then every night you and your family would pray um Uh, You would, uh, you know, we would all pray specifically for the intention of um, pricking people's hearts to become priests. And I remember when I first had that thought, because I've got a young son, I mean, I've got a young son, he's now 20, but I remember when he was young thinking, oh, but I want grandchildren, you know, very selfishly, but I want grandchildren, God. And then what's interesting is at some point, God put on my heart as a mother, wouldn't it be amazing if my son, if the calling God had for him was to live his life for God fully, completely, totally. And God gave me such a peace as a mother to say, yeah, God, if you want him to be a priest, then that would be be amazing. That would be an amazing purpose that you've given him.
2: Right, right, right. It's funny you brought that up. So one of the things that, these small groups, these lay small groups, we're calling them uh, VAC teams, Vocation Action Circle teams, and we want to really try to start them in all the parishes, but it's the first thing that they do is start adoration for vocations mm-hmm. once a month. Mm-hmm. And it's for all vocations. And, and one of the things you just said beautifully there, Mari, is, is the idea that by baptism, Mm-hmm. We are all given spiritual charisms, or in Greek, that means gifts. Gifts, yep. And do we know, right, individually? Do do our children know what the gifts uh, they have received from God that he wa- he has called them to receive, and then also to use mm-hmm. for the building up of His kingdom in the world? So, for a young child to know, wow, God has given me some very special gifts and talents that other people need, and he's, He wants mm-hmm. me, needs me. It's very empowering, right? To and then the whole question of, alright, what is he calling me to? Then becomes much more relevant. It's, it's, I've been given this gift. And I can't squander the gift. Mm-hmm. So they, then, and I think prayer allows people to understand. Number one, like I said, the whole idea of what baptism has given us, but the beauty of that. But also, as you said, that second, um, that second question of what is God calling me to in regards to using these gifts, be it the priesthood or consecrated life or, or marriage. So mm-hmm. very, very beautiful and important topics for all families. So the vocation, for, um, the vocation for adorations, really is to galvanize families to come and pray together, you know, and you would have a reflection from a priest or a consecrator or even a lay couple on marriage. So you get to hear all kind of the lived experience and mm-hmm. and in a prayerful moment together as a family to to bring that to God and, and let the Holy Spirit work. So I, I, I just pray for that Pray for that intention that many more. We have a few of the teams around in Atlanta, but I hope many, many more might do that And, and because it's just so important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but this Holy Spirit just pricked my heart. Right now is a really hard time for priests, too. You know, so we're praying for the vacations mm-hmm. for new priests, but it's also a hard time for priests as well because you guys have to be separated in some ways from your flock and, and just different. So is there anything, Father, that you would ask us to pray for our priests about?
2: yeah that's a that's a beautiful question. I think number one, um, I think priests um, need fraternity mm. they need to spend, they need to spend more time with each other. they don't make enough time for each other, so maybe that could be one the intention is that you really pray for that god that God uh, grant the priests uh, that we have here in the archdiocese and beyond real the real kind of conviction to seek out. Mm. friendship and fraternity with their brother priests i mean i'm gifted i have i have nine priests in my community uh, just where i am and and another tw- 10 in another community in atlanta so that fraternity is so important for my priesthood so important for my my happiness and my vocation and and a lot of priests don't have that so i would i would put that on the top of the list mm. um it, that it's fraternity but fraternity that's prayerful mm-hmm. cuz you know you can get together and have your scotch or your your nice meal together, but if you're not praying together as brothers and, and kind of leaning on each other and really sharing the deeper issues, then that that's a missed opportunity. And I, I just would pray that priests find more of that in their life and seek it out, um, because I, it is definitely something they need.
0: That's great. That's great. And so listeners, you just heard that. Please do that. Please do that. Please, adhe- you know, listen to Father's um, heart cry about that and pray for our priests. Pray for them to have prayerful fraternity that they would have um they would have that brotherhood they would have that community and I think we all as humans we all cry, cry out for that so pray that for them um would be so beautiful so father I know you are heading into another meeting you've only got a couple of minutes with us here but um yeah. You've got a couple of um, there are a couple of opportunities coming up, I know, within um, within your uh, your order for people to learn more about the priesthood fathers and sons to come and just learn more about your community that you have there. How can our listeners get in touch with you or learn more about that?
2: Yeah, so we have two events coming up for the month of, thanks. Uh, I keep saying Thanksgiving, but November, where um, the Church invites all of us to pray for vocations. And so we have two events, uh, Sunday, October 25th and November 1st. Um, those are Father-Son events for any 10-year-old, a 16-year-old to come and have some fun and some food and some um, and, and a little bit of formation so to speak with the legionary priests and and I, I think I want to be really clear Mario on this this isn't a recruitment drive you know what this is this is a calling to our our Catholic generation to um, save our current generation from a tainted view mm. of the image of priest, because that's all they're hearing. So yeah. do they ever see the priest happy? Do they ever see the priest living here, you know, in, in family? Do they ever? They don't. And so we just want, we, you know, who, who knows if any of these young men or uh, will ever enter and, and end up in the seminary. It's really not about that. That's God's call. But we really want them to go away with a positive experience of the priesthood, of community. And so that's why we're having these events, and, we, and we've been trying to have them every year. So October, Sunday, October 25th, and then uh, Sunday, November 1st are two different events with two different Legionary communities. They can get, get in touch with uh, myself, M Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R, at legionaries.org or rcatlanta.org. Um, either through those uh, venues, you'll be able to get the information and, and uh, we're happy to have you to Father-Son event for 10-year-olds to 16-year-olds with their dads. And it's just been such a beautiful thing to do the last couple of years.
0: I think that's great. And, you know, once again, just thinking practically, Um, We talk about giving our kids kind of realistic job previews, getting them to see the different types of jobs that are out there. You've got your take your son to work day or you take your daughter to work day type of thing. And if they haven't ever gotten to see what it looks like to be a priest, to be in community, be, you know, get to know these people, you know, they've got to know their doctor. They've gotten to know, you know, whoever it might be, if they think about different vocations God might be calling to them to. That sounds very practical to me. You know, and and then also just remembering, like you said, this is just a matter a, a means for them to. To see, see and understand who priests are and what priests do, um, and then if your son, uh, if your son is feeling called to um, to this, uh, to this, remember too on the archdiocesan website there are a lot of great materials that you can um, you can access also. So we've got a lot yeah. of resources out there. So we five- do. Father, before you leave, would you spend just a couple, would you mind giving a, you know, a prayer and whatever is on your heart, whether it's a prayer for vocations or, um, I know that we were, we had, that was one of the topics on our uh, Quest Prayer book. People are saying, please pray for vocations, for priests, for deacons, for marriage, for fatherhood and motherhood, you know, for all the vocations that we have. Would you mind praying for that for us?
2: Spirit, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, and such a good Father you are to each of us, and we just pray that first and foremost, we may not forget that, that you are a good Father, and forgive us for many times not always seeing that and knowing that and questioning that, Lord, because you are so good and so full of blessings and, and and pours forth from your heart to each of us and your sons and daughters so we thank you and we praise you for that understanding and may it only grow stronger in us we also um, storm heaven this morning and pray to you the lord of the harvest that you may send workers holy men and women who want to serve your church serve your people um, raise up holy and and, and good, and solid uh, citizens of our country that end up being saints, because we know that holiness of life is what impacts culture, what changes culture, our saints. Mm-hmm. It won't be our intelligence or good looks or, or our social abilities, Lord. It'll be deep down uh, holiness of life driven by the Spirit that you give us. So we just pray for that, Lord, that you f- pour forth um, your Holy Spirit upon all of us, upon those listeners uh, of today and those who are, have been, not been able to be on today and for, for Mari and all the good things that she does uh, with this program. And I entrust this prayer to our Blessed Mother, Mary. Please intercede for us, Mary. Wrap your mantle around us. Keep us pure in a world that's so impure. And we can end by praying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy in Jesus holy and mary, mary and mother of god, god. Pray, for pray for us sinners, sinners. now and at the, the hour Lord of our day. death amen and the, the father
0: and the son and the holy
2: spirit amen thank you mary
0: amen thank you so much father martin we appreciate it especially i know you're heading off into a meeting thank you so much for taking your time with you us too. today god bless you
2: all right god bless
0: thank you bye bye oh so listeners once again you are listening to shelter in peace um at AM 1160, The Quest, Atlanta Catholic Radio. And, and you know, remind your friends, you can listen to us live on air on Wednesdays. You can also listen to any of our shows. They are all recorded. Um, and they're put up usually within a day. They're put up on our website. So you can access them through our website. If you go under um, local shows, you can find it there. Um, program on demand and then local shows, and you'll find it there. Um, you can also get the app on your phone, the Quest Atlanta app on your on your telephone and you can, um, your cell phone. That's so funny. I haven't used the word telephone in a long time on your, on your um, smartphone and you can open up and once again, go to programs on demand, local shows, and you'll find shelter and peace and you'll find all of these recorded. So if you want and need any of that information, you got that there. Um, you know, as we come back, I'm, I'm also, this just pricked my heart. So I'm going to pray for her really quickly. Um, as, as we come back, as we come back from being with father Martin there, um, I want to pray for Amy Coney Barrett right now because she is on th- day three of her, um, uh, her confirmation hearings, um, at, um, up in Washington, D.C., and she's a beautiful Catholic woman, Catholic mother, um, with a, a number of vocations going on. And she obviously has um, the vocation of motherhood, the vocation of uh, just a beloved daughter of God, and the vocation of being an attorney and a judge and just a brilliant mind. And so, um, Lord, we just ask you to continue to be with Amy Coney Barrett um, during this time. Um Help her to find favor in the sight of those that she is speaking to and give her strength and courage during this time. Um, and Lord, we just ask that your will will be done in her life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so um, Anne, one of the things too, I know that we talked about healing for our country. We talked about that real briefly right before we had Father Martin on, but you also said that there was also a lot of, there were a lot of prayers for healing for our families as well.
1: Right, I think that um, you know the desire is for our families to always be in harmony and unity and, mm-hmm. and have peace. But the reality is is that we're humans, and um, it doesn't always work out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 just those prayer intentions, I just really felt the hearts of mothers,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: really concerned about about their children. And um, and I wonder if if maybe. Uh, we we need to turn those prayers a little bit inward uh, and and make those prayers of forgiveness. That's really been on my heart when I've been praying for my children. Mm. Is that you know, Lord, where do I need forgiveness in my life to love them better? And and how can I you know forgive my children for hurting me um, as well? And I think if we focus on forgiveness, um, that that healing will always come. Mm-hmm. So um, so if we can just take a minute. To uh, to close here in prayer for our families, and come before the Lord in total humbleness, and just ask the Lord to show us, um, Lord, show us those places in our own lives where we need to seek forgiveness um, and accept forgiveness. Lord, you forgave us first, and you have asked us to to forgive in turn. Seven. 70- times 70 uh, without limit. And so, Lord, we ask you today to show us those people that we need to offer forgiveness to, show us how to love them better, how to be more faithful to you and to your covenant of love and forgiveness. And Mother Mary, you are such an example. You forgave the whole world for nailing your son on that cross for us. And we ask that you help us to follow that example and for our hearts to grow more and more like yours as we grow closer to your son, Jesus.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Ann. And so the final prayer request that we saw a number of listeners mention was just praying for the dignity of all life, Um, praying for um, those who are expecting, praying for new babies being born, for new mothers, um, and for just health and protection and guide, guidance, and for an end to abortion, and and our God is a God of life. You know He wants us to live, and He wants us to live with abundance. And so we um, we do continue to, um, Lord, thank you that you are the God of life, and that you are the God of new mercies every morning, that you are the God of love, that you are the God who gives us an opportunity to, um, as, as women, to bring new life into this world, to guide, um, and we just ask for your hedge of protection and guidance for ourselves and for our families um, as well. We pray especially for all of those new mothers who are out there. Um, and for all those new babies being born during this time. We just ask for for protection for them as well. And, Lord, we do pray for an end to abortion. We pray for an end to this dreadful sin that is plaguing us um, where people just don't understand the truth of um, of who you are and of what you offer when you offer life in fullness and in abundance. And so we just thank you, um, Lord, that we can come to you and that we can ask for you um, to guide hearts, prick hearts and guide hearts. Um, And listeners, as we as we end our time with you today, we also just want to remind you just um, be uh, be encouraged, be encouraged because you do have a God who loves you, who has given you a purpose who has plans for you, who has a hope and a future for you, and um, who is the truth. I know that there's a lot out there right now where it's it's um, it's difficult and it's hard sometimes to know what the truth is, but even if you don't know what the truth is, you know who the truth is. And um, so this is, as Christians, I think it's so beautiful for us to think about um what paul writes to the ephesians and i think we can take heart to this with this as well that we have that opportunity to have unity and have peace and we are more the same than we are different because we are created by you and so as we always we pray his words lord we we are reminded as paul wrote i therefore the prisoner in the lord beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing what with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all of this. It's in your Son's precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Anne, thank you for being with us today. Um, It's a gift. It's a gift. And Paul, thank you for being with us today as well. We appreciate your help. Dear listeners, thank you for tuning in. We look forward to being with you again next week. Please stay tuned. You have The Angelus coming up at noon. God bless.